Okay. I'm already laughing. We haven't even started yet. Why? What was so funny? <laughs> Obviously, you guys can't see it because I was playing here. drums to Tommy our intro was music, dancing and playing drums, just pantomime. Yeah, it was great. Welcome to Dream Laser. Seriously hard sci-fi episode three. Woo! And we have a uh, special guest today. We got Tim. What sci-fi <laughs> trio episode three? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. So we have three stories today. Yes, extra special bonus. Yes, extra story. Extra sexy bonus. You ready? Uh, yeah. Um, so what we're gonna do this episode? Also, before we start, uh, yeah, we're a podcast that writes stories to each other about sci-fi and laugh a lot. Yeah, we do. That's pretty much the Cliff's Notes. What you need to know about us. We uh, make make you laugh. That's our job. Some more than others, aka this girl right over here. What do you mean, me laughing? You unstoppably laughing you're funny you should like that i do like it that but just i want tells, i want our listeners to laugh that too. just tells me i married the right person <laughs> no it doesn't that has nothing to do with comedy that, that is absolutely not true. Okay, true when you laugh we all laugh yeah and when we cry no one no one cries <laughs> you do cry alone go in somewhere else and do that. <laughs> true so uh, let's explain everyone's prompts this week. Okay. Do you want to go first with yours? Uh, mine was about, it literally just said, some cyborg sharks are circling a damaged research ship. <laughs> oh, that's That's amazing. it. <laughs> and what, what was yours, Tim? Uh, mine was about a probe orbiting a pulsar that continues to access any ship that flies by in its vicinity. Okay. Mine was about a xenophobic... <laughs> spaceship in space that shot anything that gets close to it. So yeah, that's that's it's it, that wow. one was kind of difficult, and then I was like, you know what? Sounds like an allegory. No, it's not. I listen. Space is unfriendly. Right? <laughs> Everyone's space is a. Uh, According to Black Hole Apocalypse, it's very unfriendly. Okay, so who wants to go? Well, first? we gotta we gotta hand them out. Okay, Personal so space. I'm not even gonna look. Okay. I'm just going to hand out, because we, we printed all our stories. Oh, no, rock, paper, mine. scissors, lizards. You're going to read Rosemary's. Rosemary's going to read mine, yeah. and I'm going to read Tim's. Okay, perfect. I'm uh, not even going to look at the title yet. Okay. <laughs> I already told you the title. <laughs> oh, I che- well, okay. See, at least you guys cheated. I looked right at it. <laughs> okay, so... Who's uh, reading first? I, I was about to just start reading I think, it to myself. I think since, since Tim is the guest, he should decide what position he wants to read in. Okay. Oh, Doggy yes. stuff. <laughs> you said it. You gotta put the mic on the ground. Okay. Oh, oh no! Right over the plate. <laughs> Great job. Oh, ah! oh, oh. We dropped the pe- we dropped the stories, guys. That was purely by accident. Okay. You know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read first so okay. I can get it, my nervousness uh, over it. All right, here sure. we go. And then you can read mine, and I'll be nervous silently. It'll be great. Cool. All right, here we I go. I always get really sweaty when I read because I get nervous. Well, now you're just making it worse. Sorry. All right, Tim first. So first of all, I want to say first time, long time. I'm glad I got invited to the podcast. I wrote a story uh, in the last probably 10 minutes before we did this. <laughs> oh, trust me. We know that. Same. I completely finished it. But, you know, I think uh, that's on like the, it's on the apex of insanity and genius. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes, I love so, it. So, but don't think about that when you're listening to the story, because then you'll be like, so since, neither of those. <laughs> really quick, since you're about to read my story, I just want to say this story is dedicated to my friend Kim. Kim? Yeah. Don't say her last name. Don't say her government name. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bleep that out before I go. <laughs> but yeah, Kim, this is for you. Okay, cool. <laughs> So what's it called? Well, it says dated, dedicated to Kim. <laughs> Robocock. 
Into the Penis Verse <laughs> by Rosemary. <laughs> by Rosemary. The traffic jam at the Beta Pictoris <laughs> jump gate was long as fuck. <laughs> Wyatt Warwick, the coolest bounty hunter slash mercenary for hire in the whole galaxy, leaned over to the side of his awesome space motorcycle to see if any of the ships in front of him were moving at all. Nice. Apparently, some of the freighter carrying medical supplies had broken down and was causing a huge backup. Boy, I didn't have time to wait in line with all the average aliens. On the way to work, he had a real job to do. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm adding words into no, your... It's okay, we do it all the time. <laughs> For emphasis. Uh, he revved his space motorcycle's engine and made a super cool noise. It probably sounded like this, guys. <laughs> oh, that's some... Maybe with some, uh, I don't know, is an energy... En- what, what, are we ta- what kind of power source is this? <laughs> you yeah, actually find out a little bit about that later. Oh, I was going to so. say Energon cubes, but oh. that works. I, listen, if there's one thing I like, it's spoilers during the story. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's great. Engine yes, made this, a... Is a, this is a throwback to the first episode, by okay, the way. Okay, okay. Uh-oh. Anyways, made a super cool noise. He drove around a long line of spaceships until he was at the front, where he said none of the air traffic controllers taking a hot... Talking to a hot side... Oh, sorry. Now I'm pulling a Rosemary reading a Rosemary story. <laughs> nice. It happens to the best of us. He saw one of the air traffic controllers talking to a hot cyborg who was piloting the broken down freighter. Why it snuck a peek at her metal titties before flying right what by the guy? What is you in metal titties? <laughs> He's literally at the scene of the first story. I was going to say, it sounds familiar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice callback. <laughs> so, why it snuck a peek at her big metal titties before flying right by the guy directing traffic and cutting off a shiny Tesla shuttle before zooming through the gate. Tesla. The Tesla spun out and crashed into another nearby ship. God damn it! He huffed the gray alien piloting the Tesla. I was supposed to go to my daughter's dance recital like two weeks ago. Now I'll never make it. Wait a minute. I've been gone from my family for two weeks. Saying I was just going for a pack of cigarettes. Maybe I could use this to my advantage. He backed up his Tesla and sped off through the jump gate. He was never seen again, and his daughter definitely became a stripper. Yeah, that was <laughs> That's it, no. These are double-sided pages. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even do that. <laughs> Try to save trees. Back to back. Anyway, back to our protagonist. That's written. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> the jump gate spit Wyatt and his awesome space Ducati out near the Aratus system, where he could see the source of distress call that started his job in the first place. It was a big ass research ship in the interstellar galactic fleet. Seal painted on the side of the hull over the ship's name, Ass Hammer. <laughs> It's called Ass Hammer. I think another yes. motorcycle rev should be while I say it. Wait, wait. Ass Hammer. <laughs> and unfortunately for the crew, the Ass Hammer was obviously broken down. <laughs> nice. Why I could tell because of the smoke pouring out of the engine. And don't tell me there's no smoke. Tell me there's no smoke or fire in space. <laughs> I like how you have to put you have to nail that down. There has to be smoke and fire. In case you're wondering. This is fiction. I can make up whatever I want. (laughs) Including the swarm of cybernetic sharks with lasers attached to their dorsal fins circling the ship. (laughs) Wyatt stopped a space bike behind a nearby asteroid and dropped the kickstand for no apparent reason. Because there's no gravity in space and no solid ground. It's true. But I I would like to comment there's smoke and fire. (laughs) He scrolled through the options in his visor of a space helmet, 
had a really awesome picture of a flaming skull on it <laughs> and zoomed in the cameras into the scene. He wasn't sure where the sharks had come from. Now that there was no water on Earth, it'd be impossible for them to survive anywhere but in the wild. No, anywhere in the wild. Oh, anywhere in the wild. As he scanned them, his sensors told him creatures are only half robot. Oh. So they're actual sharks. They're half at least, robot. There are at least half a dozen of the robo-sharks blocking his path to the vessel. He was going to have to get creative if he was going to make it inside the ship to rescue the crew and their research. Okay. But that was only why IGF had called the best mercenary for hire in the galaxy for the job. And he needed his paycheck. He just found out his space bike was only a second fastest in the galaxy. He needed to upgrade his thrusters so there would be no doubt about who was the king of the mercenaries in this galaxy. <laughs> the king of the mercenaries. <laughs> Getting rid of the sharks is going to take a lot of firepower, so he figured he'd better call the ass hammer and let the crew know what was going on. Better call the ass hammer. <laughs> he switched his visor to the communicator view and sent a transmission. He expected to be greeted by the ship's captain, but as soon as the connection went live, a familiar face popped up on the screen. Nebulous? He asked. <laughs> Nebulous. <laughs> the one on the other end of the transmission was fine as fuck. <laughs> big with blonde. <laughs> blonde with big titties, because you know. Always. That's what guys like. That's what guys like. And robots. Like. And androids. And motorcycles. And room. <laughs> Her name was Nebulous. Quasarito. Quasarito? Quasarito. 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 Look at where Let me keep reading. Quasarito. Why I recognized her from his community college days before he dropped out. All he really knew about her was if she was hot and she was from the planet Baja Blast <laughs> in the Taco Bell system. Baja Blast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They've been in the same college writing one class and were forced to write a really shitty argumentative essays about some bullshit he didn't even remember. By an overworked, underpaid graduate student who literally couldn't give a fuck about the class because his thesis draft was due the next day and he hadn't even started on his revisions. Oh, academia. True life story. Exposition here. Dude. What? Is that you? Asked Nebulous. Oh, dope. (laughs) Love that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The voice took all of us by surprise. <laughs> I was wondering what happened to you after you failed at a community college. I was too punk rock for that place, Wyatt replied. <laughs> How'd you get yourself into this mess, Neb? Neb. <laughs> Why is that funny? That's a legit I nickname. Love it. Because it it's short for Nebula. Nebulos. Nebulos. Yeah, Nebulos. not Nebula. Whatever. That's Quesarito to you. She no, spat that is not what she said. What did she say? She said that's... Dr. Quesarito That's Dr. Quesarito. Oh, snap. She didn't go to four years of Taco Bell school <laughs> to be called Mrs. <laughs> Taco Bell College. That's Dr. Quesarito to you, she spat, her eyes narrow. There's no time to explain. These cyborg sharks vented the command deck and blew up our engines. If we don't get rid of them and our research out of here, the rest of the crew is doomed. Oh, shit. You're doomed. Don't worry. I mean... Dr. Quesarito. I got this. <laughs> he cut his transmission before she could reply to his coolness factor. Failed. Speech zero. <laughs> Time to turn these sharks into chum, he said. <laughs> to the vacuum of space. 
That's what he said to the vacuum, the vacuum of, of thing in particular. Again, just so he could seem cool. <laughs> Everyone in the audience rolled their eyes. <laughs> I grabbed the big fucking laser cannon strapped to his back and started the space bike up again, releasing the kickstand from the non-existent ground. <laughs> then he sped off into the direction of the cyborg sharks. Because of their pea-sized brains, the cybernetic predators didn't even notice him until he was close enough to use his laser cannon to blow up a huge hole right in one of the giant hammerheads. What? <laughs> what? You shot a laser in a hammerhead? Shark's guts and metal parts exploded and splattered all over the ass hammer, <laughs> drawing the attention of other cyborg sharks. They started shooting off lasers from their dorsal fins at Wyatt, but he did some super awesome Tokyo drifting with a space bike <laughs> to avoid the fire while a hype as fuck hero beat song played in the background. Yes, it was a super driver. It was definitely Most likely super driver. Super driver. Yeah. Oh man. Shout out initial D. <laughs> One of the sharks space swam straight for Wyatt. It's space huge. swam? I have that in my story too. No! <laughs> That's amazing. You st- your verbiage is exactly like oh mine. Oh my god, that's so crazy. Sorry, sorry. We are one. Don't, don't mean to spoil it. <sighs> Space swim. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. I know. So one of the sharks space swam straight for Wyatt. It's huge jaws open and ready to chomp him in half. But in a really cool slow motion scene, Wyatt skidded his bike around the shark and fired a laser cannon right into its mouth. And the shark exploded into a mushroom cloud. <laughs> oh shit. Did you put that in there because of the... Fuck yeah, I did. Because of... Hong Kong 97. Hong Kong 97. That's oh, amazing. God. That's amazing. Please look it up. <laughs> Seriously, look pa- it up. Pause this and look it up. No, don't do that. Do don't it after. do that. Look you it up might later. die. Yeah. If you care at all, look it up after. Now everything was going in slow motion. It was easy for Wyatt to blow up the remaining cyborg sharks. Until his whole ass hammer exterior was covered in fish guts and metal shrapnel. He wiped the remains of shark intestine from a space helmet's visor and surveyed the damage. Nice, he <laughs> said to himself. But this wasn't the time to admire how awesome he was, even though he really was. He would have had to schedule some time for that later. Is he like the Schwarzenegger of space? He thinks he is. Okay. He's trying to get those taglines. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Wyatt well, still had to help the crew and make sure their research was safe or he wouldn't get paid. He rode his Ducati into the Ass Hammers Hangar entrance. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Oh, I thought Sorry. about going into, you know, making more dick jokes and shit, but I was like, "That's enough." Never enough. That's enough. Never Everyone will enough. get it. But that's clearly another. <laughs> Once he was sealed inside and the airlock had pressurized, he stripped off his spacesuit to reveal the tattoos he had all over his body that depicted scenes of him killing all different kinds of aliens and destroying planets. On his fucking body? <laughs> some of them depicted his actual past adventures, and some of them were adventures he told everyone he was going to have. <laughs> so they have not yet come to fruition. Exactly. Nice. Uh, fulfilling his own prophecies. Yeah, That's what he wishes for himself. He took off his helmet, too, and made sure his bright red mohawk was standing at attention. <laughs> as soon as the helmet comes off. Just as he stepped out of the airlock and into the hallways of the ass hammer, Dr. Cesarito came up running to him. <laughs> Thank the maker, you're not hurt, Nebula sighed. Those cyborg sharks were nothing, said Wyatt. Where's this research your team's working on? We need to save her, the IGF won't cut me a check. What's a check? asked Nebula. <laughs> I'm not sure, said Wyatt. It's just the thing people say when they talk about money. <laughs> 
There's no paper checks in the future. Nebula pressed herself so close to Wyatt, he could feel her awesome boobs against him. (laughs) Why would she do that in the first place? Just pay attention. Why are you making me read this? (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the fun. You know, I think the research can wait, she purred. What the fuck? I watched you destroy this. I didn't read that. I watch you destroy those cyborg sharks. You <laughs> look so cool gunning them down in slow motion. Wait, how is it? How did she see it in slow motion? Yeah. She was looking out the window of the ship. So it was in slow motion. So all time slowed down? When he slows down, all of time slows down. So oh, he has it. bullet time. To, to, he's to, that cool. Yeah, to it's her, he's always in slow motion. Got it, got it. Uh, thanks, Wyatt muttered. He wanted to ask her where. In her professional scientific opinion, those sharks could have come from since sharks weren't supposed to exist anymore. <laughs> but just when he was about to, Nebulus grabbed his dick. <laughs> I was about to say, is that like Star Trek 4 and the whales? But no, it's the sharks. Oh, yes, she said. Oh, my God. <laughs> this will do just fine. What is going on? <laughs> Why don't we get to my lab where we won't be disturbed? <laughs> <laughs> Disturbed. <laughs> Sorry. You just right over the plate, man. I had to. <laughs> Wyatt obviously agreed and tried not to get too much of a boner while he followed Dr. Cacerito down the hall and into the high tech laboratory. Get on the table. She commanded. Jesus. <laughs> Once they were inside and she had locked the door. I feel like something bad's gonna happen. To his dick. Yep. <laughs> Wyatt did what she wanted as Nebula sensually slipped her white lab coat off her shoulders. Once he was on the table, metal restraints popped out and locked his wrists and ankles. Damn, she's kinky, he thought. <laughs> Not realizing that Dr. Caserita was perpetu- oh, preparing a long needle full of some kind of green liquid. Uh-oh. It wasn't until she approached the table with the huge needle in hand... That Wyatt's boner shrank. Yeah. He was fucked, but not in the way he thought it was going to be. It's a boner killer for sure. What the fuck are you doing? He asked the doctor while he struggled against his restraints. (laughs) Didn't you wonder where those sharks came from? She asked with an evil grin. Or why the IGF was willing to pay you so much for this job? Because I'm the best bounty hunter slash mercenary for hire in the galaxy. To answer your second question, he responded. (laughs) (laughs) You're all right. (laughs) But yeah, I did kind of wonder about the sharks. Have they adapted to survive in the Pacific Desert? Nice. Now you moron, Dr. Caserito said, Dr. Caserito. I made them. What? Why? Wyatt asked. To lure you here, she said. This whole job was a setup, and I'm the head scientist on ISF, or is that IGF? IGF's project to create the most powerful cyborg army in the universe. Oh, shit. And you're the perfect specimen for our next super soldier. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm pretty great, Wyatt conceded. (laughs) Dr. Cusarito rolled her eyes. I knew your hubris would be your downfall, she sighed. Oh, man, he's Deadpool. What are you going to do to me, Wyatt wondered. <laughs> An evil grin spread across Nebula's mouth. Oh, don't worry. You'll find out soon enough. So they don't have sex. <laughs> well? She shoved the needle into his arm and everything went black. 
Well, I didn't know how long it was before he woke up. Hours, maybe days. But something was different about his vision when he came to. It seemed more cybernetic. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Through his eye cameras, he could see <laughs> Dr. Cacerito <laughs> moving around the lab. Vision holes, eye cameras. Wyatt tried to move, but then realized he was strapped to the chair. Oh, good, you're awake, she said. I hope you like the modifications I made. Modifications? Wyatt asked. Nebulous nodded. Take a look between your legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wyatt moved his eye cameras down to where his normal human dick should have been. <laughs> Only to see that it had been replaced by a huge, glowing, radioactive metal cock made for shooting lasers out of the tip. Oh, my God, he said. Dr. Casarito smiled and crossed her arms. That's right. Now you're Robocock. (laughs) The end. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. Oh, my God. I thought it was going to be more for that story. Wonderful story. I want more. (laughs) I want to know what happens. I want this. more mm. Robocop. That, was, that, was, that was just the origin story. That was a pretty yeah. dope origin story. I really, I really dug Robo-cop. it. Robocop. The way you ended Robo-cop. it was like, shit, it was kind of like Alita Battle Angel. It's like, oh, oh yeah. It's going to be awesome now. Oh, wait, it's over? No. TBC. To be continued. Nice, nice. That would definitely. Good job, Tim. I enjoyed it. So I'm going to read Rosemary's. Oh, God. And actually, this is Tim's. Sorry. Oh, this is mine. Okay. Yes. And uh, I'm going to move this mic so you, you didn't hear that. <laughs> so, okay. So, Tim. <laughs> this one is called Just Another Cycle Out in the... Oh, Out in the Exmos? Exmos? Exmos. Yeah. Exmos by Tim. Well, the, the basis of every name of everything is like X-O. So you could say say the letters instead okay. of like pronounce it. Do you want to say anything about this before I play, or read it? I hope you don't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Galaxian cycle, 3591.5B, afternoon. Temperature, 20 degrees Celsius. Location, space. (laughs) How many A's are in there? Like seven. (laughs) So it was on this large rectangular transport ship, but thin, tall. Makes it so everyone could have a window seat, probably because there's not much to look at inside. The interior was bare, Dull, gray metal surfaces, sparse decorations of fake flora. I guesstimated it had about another 10 minutes before we docked at the next port. On account of the docking alert announcement, a slow whine... Wait, a slow whine of an alert, like an air escaping a balloon pinched at the end. (laughs) Tiny rumbles of reverse thrusters pulsed as the ship was starting to decelerate. I glanced out... Oh, sorry. I glanced out the giant flying window towards the dock and saw an oblong ship approaching another docking, docking bay arm. <laughs> the ship bore the marks of an XOF research science vessel. Is that uh, Metal Gear? I don't know. I like it. <laughs> XOS. This was my escort. I reached into the fanny pack and retrieved my <laughs> data pad, touching its surface with all four fingertips. Not a mutation. Just lost one to a squelching cr- Christanthian. Christanthian. Nice. <laughs> The data pad scans my fingertips, authenticating my identity, then quickly flashes a laser to my iris for secondary authentication. Ooh, two-step. <laughs> Access to a top-secret mission dossier requires the utmost security clearance, obviously. First, the target synopses fades, and at the top left of the screen shows the target's bio and my mission objective. I glance over the details. Viceroy Vickers, so- sovereign of the Messier Collective. Last known location outside the Crab Nebula. 
the what is up with all these crustaceans? It's a lot of, a lot of <laughs> it's all it's crusty. It's a crab based. <laughs> a lot of crabs. He would be hard to find if it weren't for the scientific equi- equipment of the ship. I'll be a passenger on. Sorry, of the ship I'll be a passenger on. Pompous bastard, I thought. I continued, considered hostile since releasing the manifesto detailing his plan to embargo another XO Civis? XO Civs. Oh, XO Civs. After inciting <laughs> a trade war that spiraled his own home quadrant into financial and environmental destruction. Damn, son. <laughs> he then disappeared from a galactic conference on the inter XO net trade. <laughs> <laughs> I recall the discovery of several dead XO guards posted to protect his transport, which only fueled the suspicion. You are to infiltrate his ship and crew, determine the threat level, if hostile, terminate with extreme prejudice. <laughs> if friendly, secure the Viceroy to a hibernation locker and return him disguised as a research sample. Wait, to the rendezvous point outside of SETI Alpha 5. <laughs> I swiped up to scroll to the next t- tab of data. The crew roster, which read... Captain Cooper Supreme, Cole Prime First Officer. Psy Officer Preston, Engineer Jeffries, Albert, the ship's navigational AI, and Pilot Desmond. No pictures attached. I touched my fingertips to the data pad again to secure the dossier, then set it to sleep mode and shove it violently back into my fanny pack. <laughs> Let's get this some bitch. <laughs> Wait, I have to say it like right in the sandwich. Let's get this some bitch. That's right. I muttered to myself. Everyone slightly talks like a wrestler in this. Nice. Part of the universe. <laughs> Just then, the announcement for docking co- completion is made. Welcome to the Messier Interstellar Exo Port. <laughs> I love that the. the Thank, <laughs> you. Think about that. Thank you. <laughs> if you're. I gotta flip over the page. If you're headed to the Titan Nebulantis cruise barge, please make your way to the right upon the exit and follow the light speed lane to the emissary. Let's get the hell out of here, I thought. <laughs> Probably too cooped up in that flying window. Food was garbage, too. I mean, what the fuck is a mayo chip anyways? <laughs> yeah, I'm all good for old-fashioned mayo stew myself. <laughs> Dude, I'm loving the Mr. Show <laughs> shit. I stand and start walking to the lift. It momentarily stops to low passengers, then zooms up, another taking its place in the shaft. As I move closer, I wonder, what if the Viceroy is right? What if this... What if in this madness and chaos is truth? If he's a, is he a wise man? What are his real plans? And why does this goddamn fanny pack keep giving me a wedgie? <laughs> I was in the next group for the lift. A new tube rose and we stepped in. A few others were just, dis- I don't know why I'm having an accent now. A few others were take- <laughs> talking about their cruise ship. Except it's hard to accents. stop. <laughs> Use any accent. Okay. A few others were take- talking about their cruise trip. Our cruise trip, and I couldn't help but overhear the disgusting detail they were going into. Last cruise in about two weeks. I got the worst food poison I ever had, eating those escargots. <laughs> I'm saying it wrong on purpose. Escargots form some fancy farm planet. You eat them raw. But well, let me tell you something, them bastards must be... Rosemary's <laughs> making me laugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you something, them bastards must have still been alive because they felt like few were trying to crawl out. Uh. I pretended to cough as I almost wretched listened to this ludicrous <laughs> display of, of comfort coming from the travelers. At least the mission wasn't on that cruise. The lift, reached, the lift reached the top level and we began to exit. I walked, toward, I walked toward the arch at the end of the docking tunnel and veered left to the market and, du- and dining area. I almost said ducking. <laughs> what a shithole of a travel hub. 
Nobody comes here anymore except wacky tourists willing to risk space snails crawling out of their ass. <laughs> I notice an officer uniform and assume it's my contact. I walk towards him. Excuse me. Are you with the exit wave? I want to just interject here. Can I ask a question? So it's a <laughs> shitty ass fucking airport with a bunch of people about to go on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sounds familiar. I don't. Okay, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. She, yeah, man. It's not like they sell them uniforms down at the Cosmos. Cosmos. <laughs> it's like Costco, but yeah. it's Cosmos. Yeah. You that researcher we were supposed to t- take towards the crab? <laughs> crab Nebula. They call it the crab. It's called the crab. <laughs> sure am, brother. <laughs> Can't wait to see the cloud in person. I bet she's a beaut. Mystical like a fart from God. <laughs> I uttered entirely unconfident in my Messier accent and used a wrestler hype man style dialect. The officer sounded like the macho man blurted, I'm the science officer, Preston. I'm just about done drinking this bean milk. Cream of the crop if I say so myself. Bean milk? I heard it comes from the top of the mountain. Brutal journey because it's too turbulent. Turbulent for ships to just fly to it. Wow. I said unenthusiastically. <laughs> Leland, I introduced. I would be for the best. It would be for the best if he didn't think I was too eager to converse. Besides, it would spare me some slaps on the back every zinger this M eighty six threw at me. <laughs> he stood. Th- he stood. Threw his cup into the incinerator. Incinerator. At the instant incinerator and slapped me on the back, exclaiming, "This boogie on down the space can." I started walking. I followed, hoping he ha- he wasn't talking about the toilets. Walking. <laughs> Walking into the existing tunnel and towards the dock of the ship, I scanned my surroundings. And the ship didn't look too old, but it was worn and used. You must love lots of research samples. Perfect if this asshole is just playing profit, and I don't have to scramble his ass in space jelly. I reasoned. As we walked through the docking bay, I heard a faint static. It didn't sound like music in between the fuzz and crackles, more like a distress beacon. Hey, what's that noise? (laughs) (laughs) I start... I stated with a clear inflection of curiosity. <laughs> Not sure, but it sounds like a dying robotic fish. <laughs> All normal and slowed way down. Sound like the devil shitting out some demons if you ask me, said Preston. He was right. Either the signal was losing strength or distorted sounding like a ritual to summon the damned. The officer yelled at me over to a woman, or the officer yelled over to a woman wearing protective goggles and small sparks came from the tools she was using on some equipment. What in Star Nation is the evil shit coming to the radio? He said to her. She doesn't respond, continuing to make sparks. I said, what? <laughs> he started to touch the woman's shoulder. And by the looks of her shoulder patch, the ship's engineer, it's the ship's engineer. The second his hand made contact with her, she quickly locked it with her left hand. And with her right hand, uh-oh, the tool aimed directly at the officer's tool. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like her. She calmly but firmly growled through her teeth. Just what the fuck do you think you're doing, Preston? If I fry the sensor out, if I fry the sensor, our passenger here won't be able to receive the services he's being entrusted with, which means he gets no extra money this cycle, which means I can't get my atom compiler, which means I fire space nuts at the void dust. Nice. <laughs> Hell, I was just asking about, about the static on the radio, he exclaimed. How could this be the science officer, some backwater planet cowboy? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've been hearing since we got into the port, she said. What's your name, fella? She said, lowering the tool from the science officer's crotch and extending her other hand to shake mine. Leland, you had that ready in time, I hope. What about, we about ready to depart? I said, getting right to the point. Now for that, you'll have to ask the captain, she said slyly. 
emulating the radio signal, Preston slowly said in a deep tone, let's mosey on down to the command bridge. Are you going to slow it down? Like, oh. oh, yeah. The, think of the... Uh, Oh, the singing salmon. A few hundred feet down the corridor, we came down to the door of the bridge. Preston scans his hand in a data pad affixed to the wall. It beeps, turns green, and chimes, Welcome back, y'all. <laughs> Fuck, Messi is an annoying quadrant, I thought. Preston strolls through the door, gesturing for me to follow as, I, as if I hadn't done so since we met. <laughs> He introduces me to the captain. Sir, this is our passenger, the researcher Leland. He in tw- he leans towards me, covering his mouth to whisper, What's your full name? Just Leland, I say to him. Just Leland, he loudly repeats to Captain Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> he then says the name of each bridge crew member like I want to know them. <laughs> oh, damn. Let alone remember them, I tune out. First officer Cole and p- pilot Desmond, he finishes. Great. <laughs> Let's whip this ass and get to p- plowing, I state. <laughs> Hoping my references weren't too vulgar. <laughs> Are we uploaded and sealed? The captain asked the first officer. Clear and secure, sir. First officer Coke, Cole, sorry, not Coke. Cole barks, engage. <laughs> the captain commands, pointing his finger at the Navis screen, displayed a detailed map of points superimposed over a live feed of the Crab Nebula. We slowly crawl away from ports as we have yet to determine our destination. I heard static on what looked like a service radio down the docking bay. Can you detect the origin of the signal? I think it may be just a breadcrumb I'm looking for. I asked Preston. All right, we're moving to the next page. Because I'm slow as fuck that way. It's okay. Sure, let let me man my station and scan for the radio signals, he responds. Captain, I like to chase the origin of that signal. I want to get as close as possible, I state. Sure, as long as it's not too close to the pulsar. Too much cosmic rays and electromagnetic interference. Everyone replied, in this story <laughs> has the same accent. voice. Yeah, they're all just like talking like Hulk Hogan. No, they're talking like Racho, Macho Man Randy Savage. Sorry, that's basically how I wrote that. <laughs> Fair enough, brother. Here's that sucker smack dab in orbit of the pulsar. Preston exclaims ex- excitedly. The captain slowly mutters, "Shit!" Said, "Of course, Desmond." <laughs> Preston and I start preparing scanning tools and analyzation software. The only difference being that he was expecting to log scientific readings while I was searching for the Viceroy with mine. We slow down from ludicrous speed to hyper, then down to impulse as we approach the origin of the signal. I love that. Spaceballs. <laughs> Can I hear the ra- wait, wait, wait. Can I hear the radios and signal now, please? I asked President. He routes the audio to the main display screen, showing s- stats and frequency analysis. Must still be distorted from the pulsar, he says. The signal, although slightly clearer, still slowed down a bit. It was perfect. It was a perfect excuse for my smoking gun of a research cover story. I had no idea why it was happening, but I knew the Viceroy was attempting to find his supporters out in the nebula so they could attempt to become a formidable force against the rest of the quadrant. The citizens had elected him as, a, as retaliation for the previous leader not knowing his true intentions. Shit, I didn't even know his true intentions. I wasn't just, it wasn't just insanity and murder. There was enough to go around for everyone. It was just, wait, it was what may in many circumstances be only clarity, seeking clearly what there were, sorry, I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> it's, it's a, seeing clearly what there is to be done and doing it directly, quickly, awake, looking at it. What? <laughs> or he was just a massive space dick, find the black hole of quadrants. Did you say <laughs> massive priority. space dick? Yeah. you never seen a space dick? <laughs> I've seen quite a few. <laughs> okay. Except he's gained nothing. 
He's just a whiny old coronary in the making with all that yelling and overreaction. I guess I'd find out when I found and confronted him. Zevatron levels dropping. <laughs> the Penrose Drive is shutting down, yelled Engineer Jeffries over the comms. Full of fence scan of the area. Something is out there doing this. The pulsar wouldn't cause our gravity propulsion to fluctuate this severely. I love the science he stopped. Yeah, talk. this is Those like legit all... sci-fi <laughs> lingo. These are all real theories of uh, gravitational, like, propulsion and all the things. Like, those are the names. I just threw them all in. Nice. Just trying to be fucking smart. I'm fucking... Did my research. Hard sci-fi. The Captain Martin. Sir, I have to assume it's coming from the space place. <laughs> Wait, not space place. Same place. But space place sounds so dope, too. It has to be coming from the same place as that fucking demon signal. Preston says, scrambling across his controls. Give me a visual on the signal origin area. Look at... Look a distortion. Maybe a dark matter blob, he suggests. Or a cloaked beacon, I suggest. Oh, shit. Can anyone understand the words that are coming out of that pig vomit of a signal? The captain says, addressing the whole crew. One part sounds like the ancient language of the first worm gate sent out. It didn't have enough context or vocabulary to decipher, though, Jeffrey said over comms. Just then, Albert, the ship's AI, shifted all lightning all lighting to a flashing red alert. It says, systems are being infiltrated. Data storage breached. <laughs> the robot's got an oh, accent, too. Data storage <laughs> breached. Life support system breached. <laughs> Navigational systems breached. <laughs> Holy shit, fuck piss. This is a fuck. <laughs> Shut down all wireless communication. Maybe we can cut the bastard off at the pass, the captain yells. First officer Cole types furiously, eventually flinging a panel open and ripping wires out of his console's interface. Like a fly in its own shit. <laughs> he says, looking satisfied at his actions. I don't think that's the expression, Cole, says the captain. <laughs> Whatever, we ain't even found any crab people here yet, Cole says, disappointed. Wow, Cole, that's just speciesist. <laughs> speciesist. <laughs> and dumb as hell to boot. It's called the Crab Nebula on account of the tentacle arms, not the creatures who inhabit the nebula. Sir, it looks like it's still in our systems. It's not destroying our systems, but instead uploading data, Cole states, confused. Well, what the fuck is it sending us? Recipes for snail cocks? Cocktails? <laughs> he exclaims, reminding me of the tourists and their ass-belunking snail adventure cruise. <laughs> looks like records. Scientific data. I can't tell I can't tell the age, but it looks like it's tied to a timeline of the pulsar, Cole explains. How old? The captain asks. Preston replies after having the appearance of an epiphany. Since it was a star, it had orbiting celestial bodies. Surprised at the sudden eloquence, raising my eyebrow, and then I realized this most likely wasn't the Viceroy. Attempting to divert attention back to my mission, I exclaimed, Can you send the data to another side barge? This looks like an orphan probe that's something, or something that isn't of my interest. Indeed, replied the captain. It's kind of sad if you think about it, Preston squealed, almost letting out tears. Its family is probably dead. <laughs> Found by dozens of other explorers by the looks of it. It just wants to find its way home, he says through tears. Oh, he's crying. The probe finishes uploading, returning the ship's system back to normal. It then appears lowering its cloaking device. Looks like a space dick flown around (laughs) dead star, jizzing its data into any computer system it can find. Let's make me a tree and get out of here. Let's make like a tree. (laughs) Let's make me a tree and get out of here. I said it on purpose twice. (laughs) Honestly, all of our stories have similarities. Yeah, they do. You haven't read mine, but mine also has a space dick. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's amazing. That's the similarity. <laughs> That's the similarity. I thought Pulsar was not easy to detect. Heading towards the Crab Navy, Lazevatron levels drop. Wait. Wait. Did, did it just go... Did you delete a bunch of things? Or is that the way it looks? Sidebar. Oh, no, that's all just extra. Okay, okay. That was just notes I didn't delete. Oh, oh okay. so that's the end of the story, then, in just a minute. Wait, is it done? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you for... You're the last sentence there. Hmm. Oh, where? I was here. No, you said, let's make like a tree and get out of okay. here, and then yeah, that's yeah. it. Let's make like a tree and get out of here. I command. The Viceroy isn't going to assassinate himself, I thought. Is that it? Yeah, that's the end. T- okay. To be continued? I TBT. Thought, yeah. Woo! Part, part one. Sorry about that. Wow. I think I fucked up by the end part. <laughs> well, I left all my notes on there, apparently. <laughs> I was—I thought there was more to it. I was like, oh, the notes. Oh, but that there, was great. But there is. That was actually really, really like, good. a lot of cool scientific verbiage Honestly, going on I feel it. really stupid now. Why? I don't know. He, like, has a vocab. So what? Fuck. <laughs> all right. Here we go. I'm going to read Tony's story. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. This act of plagiarism. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> is it called The Space Dick? It's called America 2. <laughs> Part two, red, white, and bleh. No, blue. <laughs> oh, blue. B-L-E-U. Yeah. Exclamation that's, point. That's, there's a point to that. You, you don't say exclamation <laughs> point. You're a teacher. You should know this. All right. <laughs> it was the year 6,000. You don't have to say it in the accent. She's already no, laughing at the accents. first line. She's laughing at the first Tony, line. Tony, you have got this first line nailed. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Okay, here we go. It was the year 6000, and everyone was racist. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Roundhouse, and I'm the captain (laughs) of the starship. (laughs) (laughs) What's the name of the starship? What's the name of the starship? (laughs) Hold on, let me just calm down. It's okay. The starship put my cock in it. Put McCockner. SS Put McCockner. And we have been lost in space for about two or three thousand years. We discovered the secret to long life, which is ingesting Martian piss. So much people drinking piss. It comes with a slight side effect, though. It gets you really fucked up. We used to be human, but the generations of living in zero gravity has warped our bodies to evolve into circular spheres with heads. Think of the ancient fruit called pears on Earth. And that's a good idea of what we look like now. Since we didn't have to walk and everything was voice controlled, we had no need for limbs. Just a couple hundred of highly evolved, highly drunk, circular humans lost in space. Sounds like fun. I was almost finished with my daily scan for planets that could contain sentient life. It's a boring job, but I've been doing it ever since we lost contact with Earth. Back then, we were doing a daily routine of blatantly stealing all the resources of all the surrounding planets when Harry, my co-captain and engineer, got drunk off Martian piss and accidentally hit the warp drive button without any coordinates. Great job, Harry. What does that do? We instantly got transported to another part of the universe still uncharted to us. I tried to contact anyone and got nothing, and it's been like that ever since. We got so pissed that we threw Harry out of the airlock. Oh my god, that was 3,000 years ago. (laughs) I was about to shut off the scan and go to bed, which is basically me... (laughs) Which is basically me floating there and falling asleep. (laughs) I wish it was 
that easy. Oh my god. I mean, he's in zero gravity. Where are you gonna go? He's, he's a even, pair. Even more, he just closes his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he has to do, honestly. When all of a sudden I hear a beeping going off on the space radar, I almost thought I imagined it because I haven't heard that noise in hundreds of years. I wobble over to the radar and see I wasn't crazy. Finally, we found a sign of life. I tell the computer to bring up the anomaly onto the main screen. We see a chrome ship shaped exactly like a circumcised human penis, (laughs) pubes and all. (laughs) Are those, uh, How? Are those yeah, what antennas? are those pubes? I mean, you have to figure out. You have to use antennas, bro. Do All right. <laughs> I do a double take and think it's some sort of joke, but but my by my crew. But then I remember that they don't have arms or fingers to draw anything. <laughs> Good point. Wait, do they have dicks? <laughs> we'll never know. They know what it, they know what it looks like. He knew like. what it was. So they must have dicks. <laughs> I sound the alarm and the crew floats into the main control room. <laughs> weird like children's show <laughs> oh, oh, where was I space exactly. it's actually not a bad idea exactly um, uh, let's see the crew floats into the main room and I'll start laughing at the huge chrome dick on the screen I tell them to shut up and that it's real I tell our comms expert doctor <laughs> doctor Acula <laughs> contact with the dick ship oh god i zoom onto the throbbing dick craft <laughs> i notice something there's a oh god there's a confederate flag on one of the balls or sorry the rocket exhaust on the ship god damn it for some reason it was at this moment where i knew something was off <laughs> Dr. Acula. <laughs> Dr. Acula finally connects with the chroma erection. <laughs> All of a sudden, the tip of the dick ship opens up and starts firing at us. Lasers start coming out of the dick and hitting our ship. It took out our in-ship Martian piss chemical plant. Our long life had just become much, much shorter. Oh, yo. Fuck. <clears throat> Chapter two. I tell them to return fire. We hit it with everything we got, but then its condom-shaped shield turned on, covering the entire ship, and everything was deflected. Wait, wait, I have a question. Does the shield have the reservoir to it? Yeah, the little, like... Uh, I don't think... Yeah, condom-shaped. It depends on where they bought it. Is it ribbed for... <laughs> ribbed for your Earth's protection. Oh, protection. God. The space dick was able to deflect all of our lasers like a mirror-reflecting light. We were out of options and sitting ducks. The crew starts to panic, and I tell them to Floating prepare jokes. to evacuate. Yeah. The st- they start to float to the life crafts, and re- we realize we have a grave problem. These life crafts were designed for ancient human bodies. <laughs> Fuck. Our round jelly donut-like bodies could not fit into these tiny crafts. There's no way any of us could escape. We're doomed. I send a surrender communique to the ship, and it finally stops firing from its dick tip. <laughs> Just then, then something smacked me in the back of the head. I turned around to see how the crew was doing, and every single one of them took a fear-induced stress shit. <laughs> no, I don't even want to read the next part. Tony's, Tony's cheer universe is stress shits and yeah, it's just like shits everywhere. <laughs> It's not, it's not over mine's, yet. Mine's all titties and yours is all shitting and Space drinking piss. And piss. <laughs> Shitties, am I right? Okay, anyway. Um, 
Wheel one, okay. So there, uh, if you're a do stress shit, and since we're in zero gravity, it was just floating around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> With one turd hitting me in the head. Oh my god, so I was gross. <laughs> Before I could yell at my incompetent drunk round crew, the main screen showed a huge Confederate flag and sang Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner blasting on the speakers. Fuck, this is a nightmare. <laughs> if we could cover our ears, we would. Oh, no, they can't even do that. Well, all but Susan in the back of the room who was wiggling to the music. She's from Montgomery. <laughs> you are invading my land space, you stupid spineless bunch of roundies. <laughs> said someone on the other end with a hugely southern accent. It is my God-given right to shoot any motherfucker who tries to fly through my space land. I'm glad we all have space fucking cowboys in our stories. Yes. We literally do. Fuck. Finally, he shows his face as the Confederate flag fades from the screen, so that was like an editing thing that he did. Yeah, that's magic. <laughs> What the fuck? It's Harry, except it wasn't exactly him. He had a beer gut and a Confederate flag bandana tied over his head like a do rag. <laughs> Other than that, his body didn't change a day from the last time I saw him 3,000 years ago. Speak English or die, he said for no reason. <laughs> Wow. He just said that for no reason. Wow, 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 wow. The name of this episode is Space Racists. <laughs> Spacists. Okay. He wasn't supposed to survive the emptiness of space. How? How did he survive? I knew if he recognized me that he would immediately destroy us, so I had to improvise. I said in a deep southern accent, we mean no disrespect. We were on our way to build a force field rally to keep America to a closed country. <laughs> Harry stood in silence for a second, then blurted out, what the fuck? <laughs> then he started sipping some Martian piss off camera. How the hell did he get that? You just blew our spacecraft to shit, motherfucker, I said to him. Wait, is he still using the southern yes, accent? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Now how are we supposed to get to the rally? He let out a huge fart, and I swear to God, I could smell it through space. <laughs> Wasn't a beautiful space fart. Oh my God. <laughs> he said, y'all are illegals. Why the fuck would I take you there? I forgot that the last time he saw us, our bodies still looked like ancient humans, not round pieces of jelly floating in space. So he didn't recognize us. We're from Hawaii. <laughs> I lied. Still America too, red, white, and blue. I said, trying not to laugh. I saw a little tear shed from Harry's eyes as he said he was going to let us on a ship and to be prepared to be beamed up. <laughs> wow, this is intense. Before I could think, our bodies started glowing and then everything flashed. I was now on the chrome cock. But a lot of our crew weren't so lucky. Harry wasn't the most competent engineer, especially when he was drunk on Martian piss. He must have screwed up something because all my crew exploded as soon as they teleported onto the ship. <laughs> Fuck. There's blood everywhere on the ship. Even worse than that, there was artificial gravity, too, so the second I got there, I smashed into the floor like a grape. <laughs> I had to roll over. I had to roll over all the blood and organs into the main control deck where Harry was. Oh, my God. Oh, when I finally rolled onto the deck door? Yeah. Okay. 
I heard Kid Rock's Bob, bat Bod with the Bob <laughs> playing inside. What the fuck is that a song? Yes. Bod with the Bob, Bob, Bob with the Bob, the bang, the bang, big, big. Don't want to infringe you don't want. Oh my god. I rolled in and it was blasting so loud. I saw Harry already fast asleep in the captain's chair with one hand holding Martian piss and the other one holding a space map. A printed out space map? Okay. Old school. <laughs> so I tried slowly rolling over to him to see what the map was for. I could barely read it because his writing was so terrible, but at the top of it it said, Space map back to Earth. <laughs> with the number two. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit this is my ticket home but the dilemma remained if i told harry my true identity it would be game over for me since i was the one who kicked him into space just then he started pissing himself and it smelled worse than the trail of blood i just rolled into the deck if i only had arms i could take the map and somehow subdue him but then i looked at the bottle of martian piss it was a little different from the ones we had it was blue instead of green and slightly glowing I wondered if this was a modification he made to the formula we had. I had to try it. I literally couldn't do anything else but roll around this fucking gravity dick ship. <laughs> I tried to take it from him by gently bumping into him since I had no arms, but it didn't work. I started to get frustrated and said, fuck it. I go full force into him and he falls off his chair, waking up in the process. <laughs> Vulgers crystals, he said while waking up. What the fuck is that expression? I wonder what he was dreaming about. <laughs> While he was falling, he threw the bottle into the air and everything felt like it was in slow motion. More slow motion. Yeah. The blue Martian piss flying through the air. Kid Rock blasting. <laughs> Harry slowly farted. <laughs> then the bottle landed on top of me and the blue liquid flowed into my mouth. Immediately, I felt extreme pain. And then I see my body being reshaped. I scream while arms and legs pop out of my body. I have limbs again. It happened immediately. And I also became the most drunk I've ever been. I also had an irrational hatred for French people out of nowhere. That was like a quicksilver slow motion scene. Into the worst realization. Wow. I stand up for the first time in eons. And I see Harry pointing a phaser at me. Roundhouse! <laughs> Shit. I was made. He finally knew who I was, but at that point I didn't care. All I wanted to do for some reason was to make sure no one from Europe ever stood on my land again. <laughs> Just Europe? <laughs> Harry takes a step toward me, but he slips on his own puddle of piss pulling around him and accidentally falls face first into a sharp bone from one of our dead crew members that I tracked into the room with my old roly-poly body. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> he gone <laughs> says that he gone <laughs> I started laughing hysterically cause I'm so fucking drunk I feel great the greatest I've ever felt I think but there was a glaring problem these daggum illegals on my homeland <laughs> I take the space map and try to look at it I take the coordinates on it and input it into the computer with my new arms and fingers with everything ready I blast Bone in the USA <laughs> by Bruce Springsteen and slap the chrome dick to warp drive. Hell yeah, the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a low rumble, then a flash. <clears throat> it felt like nothing happened at all, but when I turn on my screen to see if it even worked, I see Earth right there in front of me. Wow. But something's different. <laughs> the Earth wasn't green anymore, just completely blue. Then I started my re-entry to Earth. While we, we pass the atmosphere, I start to smell 
pure shit. <laughs> it was the worst smell of all smells, and I was already surrounded by piss and blood, so you know it was bad. <laughs> I try to sober up a bit by singing the national anthem. <laughs> oh, God. Whenever I'm too drunk, I always try to sober up by singing the national anthem. Is the, is the board of the USA in the national anthem? Oh, it should be. <laughs> Oh, God. Hopefully by this time it's America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, while I was reciting it, I looked for the Martian piss bottle for another swig, but I realized something. There's a label on the bottle. I stop reciting and pick it up to read it. It reads, Uranus grade Jupiter jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I was drinking an unlicensed bottle of Life Extender. This was punishable by death to America 2's trade laws. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wondered why Harry would be drinking this, but then I remembered that he sucked at reading. <laughs> no wonder he couldn't find his way back to Earth with that map. He couldn't fucking read it. It also has a slight side effect. It makes you extremely xenophobic and racist. Not, not only does Jupiter jizz give you a long life, but it can make you survive the vacuum of space. So Harry must have drank it before we pushed him out of the airlock all those years ago. Space swam through our solar system <laughs> and built a chrome dick ship in Jupiter while we were lost in space. That dick. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I finally land onto Walmart DC. Yes, dude, I'm telling you, in our universe, Walmart is taking over everything. Finally back on America 2 soil after all these years. I re I realized. I get to see how our society has evolved after all these years. I'm so excited and so relieved, so ready to tell everyone my story. The second I beam myself off the ship onto the ground, I get shot a thousand times by a hundred different troops surrounding my ship. Good to know that shoot first, ask questions later is still in effect. Fuck. As I'm lying there in my own blood, the blobbish pear-shaped man in camo stands over me. I notice his flag and I start to rage. It's a French flag. <laughs> All the army men had French flags. <laughs> then it hit me. It wasn't shit I smelled during reentry. It was cheese. Stinky cheese from France. <laughs> France. France! <It's> a <laughs> Everything wasn't blue. It was blue. <laughs> <laughs> Myself. Like Harry? <laughs> yes! Sacre <laughs> bleu! Just then, Eiffel 65 started playing out of nowhere. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god, the entire planet had been completely taken over by the fourth French Revolution. <laughs> Colon, this time it's personal. <laughs> War of 49.99. There was no America too. Just super France. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. So before I go out as the last American on the planet, the army man asks me if I have any last words. But he said it in French, so I had no idea what that fucker was saying. <laughs> so I said, the only thing I know he would understand, my name is Kid. <laughs> the end. The end. Wow.
Uh, is that from the Kid Rock song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The great reveal was. Oh my blue. god. <laughs> if it wasn't blue, it was blue. Oh my god! Wow, that was amazing. That was fun. Three incredible tales. Yeah. For you guys. Oh man. So, uh, what do you guys tell me um, about? You guys think about all the stories. I feel stupider listening to Tim's. Yeah, your shit had like legit some... science things. <laughs> yeah, your vernacular was like top level. Got all the best words. <laughs> I feel like mine was. You know how people like make fun of like oh men write women in a certain way like stereotypes like mine was like what women think of men stereotypes <laughs> it's, it's fine i next time my next story i'm gonna have a woman so it's gonna be me... you haven't had a woman yet you've had everybody be either android or gender fluid <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's right so my, my engineer was female there you go oh yeah there you go i think uh we should keep the next uh prompt a surprise okay just so when people come to listen to it next week, they'll hear something. Obviously, it's going to be sci-fi related. Yes, yes. But it's going to be a surprise. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, be fun. interesting. Uh, yeah, I loved your story. I loved that. It Thank was like, you. yeah, dude, like everything about both your stories were fucking making me die. Tony, this was a I like fucking... your espionage based. Story. Tony, this was your best work so far. You think so? I think by far. Yeah. <laughs> really? Dude, it had incredible. The most setups and payoffs. Like, yeah, in a, amazing. In a row, like cascading payoffs. Yes. <laughs> I thought I was gonna have Boom. some sort like, of like plot holes, but no, then, dude. The last second, I I, I kind of covered them up. But, you uh, dreamed this? Yeah, I, I, I woke up one day and I had the idea of the story. What? And then I put it all together literally today. So is this why the Ivanka uh, androids are trying to raise the army of Trump clones to take back America from the French? Oh, no. And then they lost already. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I don't know the actual exact timeline for yours. <laughs> I just put it in 4999. Yeah, I don't so have... That's, don't that's the years. fourth French Revolution. Well, I guess this, not, time this time personal. it's personal. <laughs> I guess if I could uh, fit maybe, maybe my... Uh... My quadrant is all the refugees. That's why they all talk like wrestlers. Oh, yeah, it should be. <laughs> That'd be cool. It's like They're not allowed. Left, you know? <laughs> yeah, the dad doing that mocker. Better the top of the mountain. So, yeah, <laughs> this was our longest episode yet. Yeah. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. So uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, yeah, I want to thank Tim for being yes, here. Yes, Tim. Yay, Great job. Thanks for inviting me slash forcing me to write. <laughs> so you've got to write today. <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be here same time next week. And uh, until then. Bye, everyone. I love you. Wait. <laughs> <laughs>